Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the podcast. Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to another edition of the FBL Addicts and Esports Live Fantasy Weekly videocast and podcast. Today we will be game week 35 and what a game week it was and be previewing game week 36. With me as always are the usual culprits. We've got Jack and Matt. Jack, how are you doing, mate? I'm not doing too bad, mate. It was a struggle to come on the pod after that result this morning. Um, and obviously seeing City get the, the uh, take out the title finally. Um, so, yeah, tough, tough week, but uh, a good week in FPL. Yeah, and that's what we've got to look forward to on the podcast. Another man who hasn't had the best week in the footballing world is Matt Day, the guru. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Elliot. As you can see, I've turned my attention to England. So, uh, you know, I forgot about the uh, the Premier League now and, yeah, look, FPL, what a crazy week that was. And, you know, we, we've discussed this uh, amongst ourselves, but, you know, I've got a triple digit score and, and still got a red arrow. So, yeah, a bit gutted about that. But that's the uh, that's the nature of the league this season. An absolutely mental week in FPL. Hopefully there's no other seasons just like this one. But um, as you were saying, all attention now turns to the Euros and to England. And for a lot of football fans, I'm sure that'll be what they are holding out for. But with the season now, the three relegation spaces have been decided and the champions have been decided. So all there is to play for, for most teams, unless you are a Spurs fan, is the top four places and the Europa League spots. And it looks like Spurs are cruising for more Thursday nights out in Albania. But we will never, we'll never know, and it could be Liverpool to take it out. I read today, lads, that if um, if Liverpool win all three of their remaining games, they're guaranteed top four because Chelsea and Leicester have got to play each other. So, you know, they were they were counted out a while ago, but they're still in it now. But um, Jack, you foreshadowed it before about the bad results from Man United. What a crazy week it was, just from you as a Man United fan. Was it weird, just a game and then two days later another game and more and more and more? It's obviously last week we were talking about you know four games in seven days is absolutely ridiculous. Like players even at this level, you know you think oh they just get them on the pitch and play, but you know it showed this week it's not always that easy, uh, especially when you you're Man United and you haven't exactly had a good uh, last eight years or so. It's uh, even even harder. But um, yeah, this, this morning was very difficult um, with the with the defeat. You know we went one 0 up and it was it was. It was tough watching, you know, and Bobby Firmino stepping up and scoring too. You know, he hasn't done anything versus us ever, and uh, he's had a bit of a shocker of a season. He's pulled out two out there and you know led the, led it. But Liverpool were all over us. To be fair, we, we were sloppy. We were really sloppy. You know, it was a good sixty minutes where we were non-existent, uh, and the game against Leicester maybe a bit too much rotation. But you know, what's Ollie going to do? It's a it's a tough one to do. In that respect, I don't know what you guys thought, but yeah, we're not not a great week at all. And handing City the title without a bit more pressure would have been would have been nice. Yeah, unfortunately for you, Man City, I've walked away with the title now. Not many people are caring too much about that, though. To be honest, let's be real. <laughs> Haven't heard too much about it. Bit of a nothing title win, in my opinion, and I'm Wait, sure Matt won't. I disagree. Uh, you saw you saw the uh, the three fans outside uh, the Etihad, didn't you, this week celebrating? You know, that's about as good as it gets yeah. for C. 
it was a big contrast compared to the uh, the Sport and Lisbon title win in um, in Portugal. I think if you saw their celebrations <laughs> and compared it to to Man City, and um, you know there was there's a big difference. So um, yeah, it's a complete complete contrast between the two title wins. Absolutely, and the celebrations that you had this week, Matt, were non-existent as you fell short to a lead side who was still battling there in the mid-table. But will you just analyse the game for us? For us? Yeah, look, you know, again, Leeds, just brilliant football throughout the game, really well-drilled side. Um, you know, I don't think uh, we really turned up, to be honest. We, I thought we were quite unlucky with the Harry Kane uh, VAR goal that was disallowed. I think that would have been obviously brilliant for all of our fantasy teams and um, you know that was a bit of a shame from from that point of view. But Deli Ali, it was nice to see him return. I thought he actually had a good game um, and really got involved. So a bit of me was, you know, a bit bit upset that he's been on that bench all season, and then you see him coming in looking fresh and you know and involved. But you know, overall, I think we did deserve the defeat. And um, you know, I was really impressed with Leeds and, and Bielsa there. And I think um, you know, it's probably where we are about as a, as a club at the moment, sort of where we're sitting in the tables, probably about right. And um, you know, no manager, so. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm all about the Euros now, so I forgot about the uh, forgot about this season. Move on to the next one, and come on, England is what a lot of fans will be saying. But despite your two shocking uh, results from your teams this week, lads, none of the players that your teams played against feature in my three shocks of the week. So the average this week in fantasy league was 83 points, and I'm probably inclined to say that's the highest average that there's been all season. And I'd be inclined to probably suggest that possibly ever the highest average that we've ever had. The highest amount of points in the world was 200 points, which again is absolutely ridiculous. My first shock of the week is Ben Godfrey from Everton who got 18 points from two clean sheets against West Ham and Aston Villa and three bonus points from those two games. Secondly is a man that Matt Day was telling us before he was going to get into his team but opted not to. It's Guna Emil Smith uh, Emil Smith Rowe, the Croydon De Bruyne they call him. He got 19 points from two goals, two clean sheets and three bonus points from the two games. And then thirdly, we've had Joel Linton on the shocks. I think we've even had this man on before as well. We've got Christian Benteke with 15 points from two goals and three bonus points from the two games. It's not often you see his name popping up, is it, Jack? Not at all. Do you know something? I actually looked at him on the... Um, not saying I was going to pick him, right? But everyone's picking Zaha for Palace. Mm. And I was thinking, Benteke, you know, he's got two decent fixtures. He hasn't turned up for a few years either. But I mean, he's um, you know, he, he, he's a big lad. He can definitely get a few goals, can't he? So and he, so yeah, he, he looked all right, didn't he? But yeah, definitely went straight past him on both my classic and my draft. So <laughs> missed out, missed out there. Bit unfortunate. And Matt, I mentioned that you you opted out to not transfer in Smith Rowe this week. So uh, how annoyed must you be with that one? Yeah, look, it's disappointing because it's, it's a double whammy because Arsenal get two wins out of it as well, which um, you know, is a shame. But um. Yeah, I think one of my biggest uh, problems this season, I've not been able to adapt to so many games um, in such short periods of time. And, you know, I've been a bit too scared to take the minus eights or the minus 12s and, you know, I've been a bit conservative. So, um, you know, that was one of the reasons I didn't bring him in. I didn't want to take that extra hit and, you know, it's cost me there. So, yeah, I was uh, you know, disappointed that he obviously come out and, and, and got such a big score. Yeah, we'll move on now and just have a quick look at your team and see how different it could have been with ML Smith-Rowe. You still scored 105 points this week, which, as you said, it's quite quite absurd to, to get 105 points and still take red arrows. But just review your team for us this week. Yeah, look, it's it looks good on paper, that score, doesn't it? But, you know, the reality is with the, where the game week went, it's, it's, you know, probably it's above the average, but 
you know, it, it could, have, could have been so much better. But, um, you know, my transfers with Calvert-Lewin, who come in, I thought he did a pretty good job. And then, you know, Warprouse and Zaha were just really, really let me down. And, you know, Zaha did nearly get an assist in the second game, but Forster, who was obviously on my bench, uh, saved the pen. Um, Warprouse did come close with a free kick, but, you know, just didn't quite do it. And, you know, not picking Greenwood over Zaha, you know, has cost me there. I just didn't want the too many blanks in uh, in this next coming game week and just couldn't quite adapt. So, you know, a bit of a letdown there. But look, Fernandez come out with the goods. Salah come out with the goods. Um, you know, Martinez come out with the goods. And, and Dallas, who only had the one one game week, uh, did me well. So I uh, can't complain too much. Leicester boys let me down. Not so much Ihi and Nacho, but, you know, Castagna there um, with the... Uh, the absolute battering they took by Newcastle, which you'll be happy with, Elliot. So, yeah, mixed, really mixed feelings this week. I think I missed some opportunities in my transfers. Um, you know, I didn't want to take the minus eight to put an Everton defender in, and I didn't want to take the the extra twelve to put in the uh, you know the additional midfielder in Smith Rowe. So, definitely points lost. But you know, we move on. Um, I've got a full eleven this week, and hopefully, I can end the season strong, and you know, then move on to. You know, to next season where hopefully it's a little bit more normal and, and no more triple game weeks. So, sounds such like a Tottenham fan moving on to next season already. Huh? <laughs> but the poor guru is already fed up with Fantasy League towards the end of the season. When when is it going to end for him? It's it's not a, it's not a bad score at all from you there, Matt. Fernandez is the captain. As you said, if you'd had Greenwood over Zaha, you would have had an absolutely brilliant score. Would have blown everyone else out of the water. But um, you're sticking with Zaha for this week. You're going to put your faith in him? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to keep my faith. I think home to Villa, that's the thing. I think War Prowse, Zaha, I bring him in for the doubles. They let me down. But this week they've got some nice fixtures. So, you know, they could potentially come out and, uh, and make up for it. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely sit with Zaha. And, um, yeah, just looking at that 105, it just looks so good. But it really just doesn't mean too much when you get a red arrow. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. And another man who did break the 100 mark as well with his bench boost was Jack Gillibrand, who got 127 points this game week, which again is absolutely ridiculous. So just walk us through your team, Jack. Yeah, listen, um, you know, punching above my weight here, you know, these triple digit figures. Um, pretty excited though and you, know, you look at those fixtures, United got that third game with the Liverpool uh, rearrangement. You know, it is, you know, I thought, right, well, Greenwood's got to go in. Bruno's definitely been me a captain. I think, to be fair, obviously, either way, it would have gone all right with the captain's shout, the armband on either of them. Um, obviously, going on with, you know, Salah and Yotta in my team, it's uh, they obviously uh, did, the, did the goods from the FBL team, both both scoring, but uh, unfortunately, uh, got the uh, beat United, which was a bit painful to watch. However, you know, I uh, brought in, I did take a minus eight, uh, brought three transfers in, I brought Coleman in there. Um, uh, who else did I bring in? Um, whereas, yeah, I brought Greenwood in and then also uh, Watkins, I think it was. So yeah, I brought the three transfers in. Watkins obviously didn't work out on that one, um, but obviously the, uh, the other moves made up for that. So yeah, pretty happy overall. Uh, bench boost was absolute shambles on this occasion. Uh, Could have got me even higher. I was hoping for that, you know, when you look at that, um, you know, you'd hope for maybe a 150 if you get the bench boost in there as well, but not to be on this occasion. But still happy with the 127, uh, and then obviously with the minus eight hit. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned Seamus Coleman last week a lot, and um, he's definitely paid off for you there. A lot of people sort of weren't too sure with the Everton assets, myself included, a little bit apprehensive, but you you went with him and it's paid off for you. 
Yeah, that's it. I think obviously if you look at the two Everton assets, it was Digne and uh, Coleman. Um, you know, depending on what you had in your budget available, um, Coleman I had just enough for. I think I had four point nine left, and that's what he was. So it kind of worked out brilliant. Um, in, in that respect, he's on he's on good form. I think he's done three or four games now back to back where he's had double digits or he's scored quite high. Um, so he's a great asset to have in there, and also going forward with the Sheffield United game, um, I think well, they got uh, Wol- they got not Wolves after United got Wolves. Um, they got no, no, good they Is it Wolves? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Wolves at home, yeah. So yeah, two two good fixtures at home following that. So good assets to have in there. I'm not too sure how much the old boy Coleman can keep up though. Yeah, we'll just have to see how he gets on in recent weeks. Whilst you had your Seamus Coleman, I had my Joel Ward that I kept going on about last week and he helped me to get 118 points with my bench boost. Schmeichel and Castagna, obviously with the blank against Steve Bruce's mags, keeping them up in the Premier League. Everything that you love to see on a Friday night away day under the light. Stuart Dallas continued his excellent form as he blasted one against Spurs, giving him nine points for me. Lingard and Luke, Luke Shaw was the surprising one for me this week with his his triple blank because he didn't do anything for me. Kabak also got injured, but from there, Greenwood as the captain put my faith in him, one of the highest scoring form players in FPL in recent weeks. Salah, brilliant again. Guaita, Yotta, and Joel Ward on my bench boost, definitely worth it. And then Bamford and Ian Acho with the nine points respectively. And of course, Son grabbed the goal against Leeds as well. So very, very happy with the 118 points for me this week. And um, it is the first time that I've reached over 100, lads. I, I remember both of you have, have broken over the 100 mark, haven't you, this season already? But this is the first time for me yeah i i have in the one of the previous double game weeks and i think i come close in in one of the others uh, i think jack this is your first time then as well so yes, your second time your second yeah. time Johnson, I can't even remember, lads, if I'm honest. But, you know, I, I like to say it's my second one that I do it regularly. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, w- I would have been up there, I think, when I went over maybe 105 or 110, something like that. But yeah, in terms of this one, it was uh, the United assets taken up to you know the 120s. It was, yeah, unbelievable. Can I just say, Elliot, looking at your team, you obviously didn't have Bruno Fernandes this week. Um, how did you feel when uh, you know he got that penalty against uh, Villa and then he got given that goal this morning and... You know, I'm sure you must have. Come on, come on, dude. <laughs> I thought, to, in, in Matt's defence, thought it should have been an own goal as well at first glance, but clearly everyone at Premier League HQ had, had Bruno Fernandes as their captains and their fantasy teams as well. Come on, boys. Yeah, of course they did. But outside the foot, it was going bottom corner. Like it, was, it was whipping in. You, you know, when you, when you know you've played, lads, when you've played, you can feel it. You know it was going in. Oh. Not, not too sure about that one, but um, <laughs> leave that one up to the Premier League officials to decide back at the HQ. But no, Matt, it was um, was a little bit nervous going into this week without Bruno Fernandes because everybody sort of got him, don't they? It was the, he was their captains for this week. So I was hoping that he didn't grab a goal this morning and that would have sort of helped me rocket up the mini leagues a little bit more with Greenwood. But in the end, you know, they both got the same amount of points. So I decided to put my faith in Mason and, you know, use that extra money to invest in couple of different areas so I definitely I definitely don't regret it but it would have been really nice to have them both but that would have meant taking Kane or Son out and I'm not really too sure about that one and then obviously as you mentioned Man United have got a blank game week so um, it's probably not going to be worth it for me in the long run but we'll move on now to Ollie's team and he actually didn't even break the 100 point mark this week that's why he's absent we fired him he's off he's not getting back on <laughs> unless he's getting over 100 this week and he only got 90 points and you know, you just sort of look around and for a normal week, it would be a brilliant score. Bruno's as captain. Wan-Bissaka did well for him, but 
you know, to not get over 100 points in this game week bat, it's, it's quite ridiculous from Oli, isn't it? Especially, you know, how respected he thinks he is as an FPL manager, but <laughs> a l- little bit of a fraud, I guess, isn't he? Yeah, he would definitely be upset. Um, you know, this is the game week if you've got to hit over 100. So, um, yeah, he'd be very disappointed. I think just looking at his side there, he probably lacked a few extra double game weekers. So he'll be wanting to bounce back this week, knowing that he's got pretty much a full squad. But yeah, I think uh, he'll definitely be uh, kicking himself, uh, you know, with the, with that score this week, which, you know, like we said, normally 90 points is, uh, you know, is huge. But, you know, in this game week, um, you know, not so good, but he did beat the average, which I know he takes good pride in. So, um, you know, we'll give him, we'll give him that as a consolation this week. If I'm not mistaken, he's beating the average in every single game week so far. So he's definitely going to take that home, uh, that trophy home towards the end of the season. Not really, not really sure if many people care about that one, but he obviously takes uh, takes pride in it. So um, good on Ollie there. So uh, fair play to him. And we will uh, we'll introduce Chris Reed now. He's a bit of a legend on the podcast. He's been on a fair amount and he's back on today. Uh, must be as happy as he can be the morning after a win against against Man United away. So, uh, how are you doing, Chris? Hi, Elliot. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good, as you can imagine. Um, relieved, if anything, to be honest, because you know it was a big, big game, really, and it was on the, on the brink of potentially being called off. I think a few people would have been would have been a bit worried, but yeah, the game went ahead anyway, and uh, we absolutely uh, stuffed them. Well, well done on you uh, finishing fifth this year, Chris. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 a small step towards obviously t- uh, Champions League place, and I think I think that's that's obviously the main objective. We need to be getting a Champions League place if we do want to make any big transfers in the summer. Whether that'll be the case anyway, but you know um, that's the priority, top four for, for any of those six clubs really. So if we can get that, I'll be buzzing after this season. We've had because we've been we've been shocking. So. That's one hell of a recovery by Liverpool as well, if they had to make that top four. So, considering where you were at a couple of months ago. Absolutely. Just call it a bit more of an embarrassment, yeah. if I'm honest, but yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Beating Man United on their, their own turf is never never too bad of an achievement. But we, we spoke before, Chris, you weren't on, but we spoke about Nat Phillips and poss- the possibility of him should have maybe having an own goal for the Bruno Fernandes goal. Jack was having absolutely none of it. And I'm assuming you will as well, because he's done well for you this week. You got 103 points and he's in your side. So just walk us through where you went well this week. Um, yeah, Nat Phillips is, you know, he's he's been consistent this consistent this season. Um, yeah, it would have been harsh to give it as, as an own goal. I think it was going in, to be honest with you, but like it was bending in. Well um, done, really. Something we agree on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he's been great. So I'll put him in there um, over, I think it was uh, Connor Cody, because I had Connor Cody in there for a little bit. I thought he might have been, been uh, done quite well, really, with the uh, Wolves fixtures. But no, um, yeah, Phillips has done the job for me. Uh, Lucas Dinia, uh, I, I put him in because obviously uh, Everton had a couple of fixtures. Um, so he went in, reached, kept him in reluctantly, really. Um, if anything, I think potentially, uh, oh no, I haven't transferred him up yet. But yeah, Reese James, Leno's actually finally come through. Um, I was speaking to Jack not long ago. I've had a couple of, couple of unlucky weeks for goalkeepers, should I say, where they've, uh, they've not been starting for me so I've had no points for, for goalkeepers so that's been a bit of a, of a relief to be honest with you and I think everyone was shocked anyway when Arsenal beat uh, Chelsea and kept a clean sheet so yeah um, Zaha I put him in 
for this game week, similar to Matt, really. I was very reluctant to kind of put Greenwood in and have too many assets for, you know, for this up and coming game week. Uh, so I went with Zaha and he was absolutely pants, as we know. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, you know, that, that's that. But uh, the rest of the team, Fernandez, I've had him for a while. He's, he's obviously captain choice for a lot of people and he, he hit, which was great. Um, Son, consistent, I suppose. Sigurdsson, been like a thorn in my side, to be honest. Put him in and put some faith in him and he's not really delivered, to be honest with you. Uh, front three. Uh, the only letdown, really, I suppose, is Watkins. A bit of a shame he got sent off in that game against United. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, doing okay, I suppose. Top top 60 now, just, just scraped in there. <laughs> Not bad from you. Not bad from you there, Reedy. And uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson is he one that you're going to look to take out of your team? Then, as a, as a, surely as a as a Liverpool fan, you're not too big on having him in your team anyway. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did question that decision when I did put him in there. I think it was a. I think it was a few weeks back. I made about three transfers and put him in against Arsenal. Believe it or not, it was that game. And um, yeah, he's just not. I don't know. He's had a few good free kicks. To be honest with you, that have mm. lucky with it might have gone in on. But um, I'm keeping him in for now, only because I don't really want to make too many transfers, and that's rich coming from myself. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep him in for now uh, and potentially take him out next game week. So not this one, the week after. Yeah, definitely a really good choice from you there. I think he's he's sort of one that you can have as a differential that you sort of thought he would pick up a couple of points for you, which is what you got to do at this sort of business end of the season. I know we spoke a lot about uh, about Joel Ward, Reedy, and uh, this sort of manager yeah. pay in the end for me, luckily. So um, it's just those sort Absolutely of fringe brilliant players. Managing that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Doesn't get better than that. A double palace. Guaita and Joel Ward and a clean sheet, even from one of the games, I was absolutely thrilled with that. But that's it in terms of our teams. In terms of the mini league this week, we've got our top five and the top man, Scott Martin, scored 145 points. So, you know, we were still sort of 20 odd points with our highest score off him. In second, we have Kasim Nakavi. In third, Tom Promosi. In fourth, Zupark O. And then in fifth, it's our very own man, James Gazden and Matt, we we were speaking before about the possibility of getting him and uh, him and his brother on for one of the final podcasts because they're uh, they're quite close, aren't they? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, three points difference now between the two. Um, yeah, look, I'm very, uh, I'm, I've got to be on the fence because I get messages from uh, from Matt Gazden, um, you know, about FPL, and then uh, and then James also messages me, and I, you know, I've got to be very careful what sort of tips I give because I don't want to be seen as siding with one of, with one of them, but. Um, yeah, it's getting very interesting between the two. Um, really want to keep our, our eyes on that battle. So, um, yeah, I think the last uh, game week we'll, we'll get them on and, uh, you know, see see who wins. But, yeah, really interesting, James, as, as it closed that gap. It's like having uh, Gary and Phil in it. Gary and Phil on there, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll definitely we'll have to get Gary Grant and Mitchell Phil on. And Phil Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have to get them on for a bumper podcast towards the end of the season. Only two or three games left for most teams now, so it will be definitely be interesting. But that wraps up how we went and how the league is shaping up so far this season. So we will move on now to the guru section and we've got Matt Day back again. He's got his differentials, his three teams to back and his captain picks. Thanks, Elliot. Look, number one on the list is actually going to be a uh, 
Manchester City asset against your side, Newcastle, this week. I'm going to go with Riyad Mahrez. He's 6% owned. Obviously, he's been on absolute fire for uh, for City over the last few weeks, especially in the Champions League. And uh, I think he'll he'll be on the uh, on the team sheet tonight. Um, you know, and it's a good fixture for him. Obviously, you, you've lost uh, Callum Wilson, um, and I think Man City should win that one quite comfortably. And at six percent ownership, you know, he's not a bad one to put in there. Um, you know, especially if you're letting go of one of your midfielders that might have a blank game week, um, and you've got the money, then it's a pretty good uh, changeover. Second one, he's been in the uh, differential list a few times this season. He was on there a lot at the start of the season. He, he did used to be in my side. Um, didn't do too much over these last two game weeks, but you know I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to put Richarlison in there for Everton. Eight percent ownership home to Sheffield United, so you know got to put him in there um, with that fixture. And obviously he's below the uh, the ten percent ownership. And then the third one, Antonio, six point five percent ownership away to Brighton. Uh, and Brighton don't have Lewis Dunk, and I think they've got a few other players out injured and, uh, and suspended. So you know, I think he's a really good option this week um, at that ownership as well. And then another one, Reedy's going to love this one. And uh, I know Jack's not going to like it after this morning, but it's going to be Bobby Firmino, um, Bobby Dazzler, 3.4% ownership. He's got West Brom away, uh, coming off the back of a double at Old Trafford. Um, so I think he's a pretty good option as a... As a you know, differential for a striker. Um, you know, if you've got, again, someone who might not be playing, um, you know, maybe a Cavani who blanks this week and you want to transfer him out, you can put Firmino in. 3.4% um, ownership, he'd really push you up your leagues if he performs. And then the last one's another striker, one who I really like in FPL. He's been unlucky with injuries this season, but he was brilliant in the double game week. And it's going to be Danny Ings at home to Fulham. 6.4% ownership. Um, really, really like him. So that wraps up my uh, differentials and ones to watch for the game week. Yeah, definitely loving the Danny Ings shout there. As you say, it's sort of been a little bit weird with strikers this season in FPL, I think, because there's sort of been the really high-end sort of strikers and then there's sort of a bit of a gap with players like Raul Jimenez and Danny Ings sort of not performing to the standards that they did last season. So um, it's good to see him back scoring and doing what he does best. But um, we'll move on now to your three teams to back. And you spoke about Man City assets, but you've got to back Newcastle against Man City this week at home. Surely Bruce <laughs> Ball on paper should absolutely show Pep Guardiola how it's done. Yeah, look, sorry. They, they obviously didn't make it. We've gone uh, we've gone Man City. We've gone the opposite. Um, I'd have liked Newcastle. Look, maybe if Wilson wasn't injured, then uh, you know, there might have been a very small chance of, uh, of Newcastle maybe being in there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Manchester City in that one. I think fully fresh squad. They they rested a lot of players against Chelsea, um, you know, and, and no Callum Wilson. I think I think City should come out two or three goals to the good. Um, and then another one. Uh, I think after obviously the great performance at Old Trafford, Liverpool away at relegated West Brom. They're definitely going in there this week. And then the last one was, uh, you know, I was tossing up actually between Southampton, who were playing uh, relegated Fulham, and, and Everton at home to Sheffield United, who obviously are relegated as well. And um, I went with Everton, um, obviously based on Sheffield United's form this season. But I think, uh, you know, if you back Everton this week, I'd say defensively as well, they're, they're pretty sound, a lot of clean sheets. So that wraps up my, uh, my three teams. Yeah, very good. Everton, you know, Sheffield United have looked very lifeless. So Everton are definitely, you know, I think most of the weeks, You've had the teams that are playing Sheffield United as uh, 
as one of your teams to back this week. So uh, it's definitely no surprise that the Toffees have been included there. But will you take us to your captain picks now? Yeah, captain picks. Calvert-Lewin's going to go in there. Um, obviously a good fixture for him. Uh, actually, I, I did look at his, the reverse fixture and uh, he did only get one point at Bramall Lane. But, um, you know, you'd expect him to come out with at least a goal in this one. Um, so he's definitely going in there. Uh, Mo Salah uh, going in there as well. He's got really good uh, away form, I think, this season as well. Obviously, he's got good form in, in you know, home and away. But I think his away record's actually uh, pretty decent this season from from a start I read earlier. Um, and I think he'll uh, back him to score against West Brom. And I'm going to put Harry Kane in there as well. Obviously, he's going for the golden boot with Salah. Uh, home to Wolves, uh, another team that he's got a good record against. Uh, Patrick Bamford goes in there too, away at Burnley. Um, and then I'm going to put Lingard in there. I know he's had a few quiet weeks, um, but I'd still back him. I think he's due another goal um, away at Brighton. So that uh, wraps up my, my standard captains. Yeah, Jesse Lingard has sort of been a little bit out of it in past weeks, not performing to his, his own standards that he's set for himself ever since he's moved to West Ham. But me and a lot of other fantasy managers included would be delighted if he can um, deliver this week. And will you, t- will you give us your curveball captain now? Last week it was Marcus Alonso, wasn't it? And um, it definitely, yeah. definitely paid off that one, mate. So No, no, last week was uh, Lucas, uh, Luca Digna. Dean, ah, Dean. well, that, that paid off even Everton. better then, didn't it? Yeah, that pulled so, off even better. Is that, is that Brian Dean's brother? <laughs> you know what? I've never been. I, I always thought with his pronunciation, there was this. You just silent the uh, the G, but um, yeah. Look, pardon my uh, my French. Not so sure. Um, <laughs> but look, we'll go with the curveball this week, and um, it's going to be Aguero. I think this week Ooh. away at Newcastle. Huge call, but you've got to look at Aguero's record at that against Newcastle. I actually had him there. So that the year the triple captain come into the game, um, City beat Newcastle, I think it was 5-0 or 6-0 at the eight he had, and, and Aguero got five goals and I triple captained him that day. Um, so I will always back Aguero at Newcastle, I believe, in that same season. He got a hat-trick at St. James's, and it's one of the teams he's just got buckets of goals against. So... You know, if, if if you if you feel he's going to get the start, because um, although he did miss a pen last week, but I think if, if you think he's going to get the start, then he's definitely worth a curveball. He's just got such a good record. But again, you just never know with Pep Pep Roulette and, and Pep's mind games. But um, you know, if he gets the start at Newcastle, then um, you'd back him to score. Yeah, out of out of every team in England and worldwide, uh, Sergio Aguero's got the most goals against Newcastle. So um, to say a good record is probably an understatement for a goal scorer like him. He always manages to uh, to turn up when he plays us. But um, thank you very much, Matt. That wraps up another awesome Guru section. Oh, there we go. Technical issues. There we go. <laughs> we made it. Um, lads, I just want to take a, just a quick moment um, just to uh, pay tribute to um, Jordan Banks this week, who obviously from my hometown in Blackpool uh, lost his life when he was struck by lightning on Tuesday evening. Um, Jordan was a good friend of our, uh, of my of my fiancé's family um, and friends, uh, just up on screen at the moment if you're watching the video cast. Um but yeah, unfortunately, lost his life doing something that he loves. Uh, with his doing a one-on-one football session with his uh, one of his local coaches, you know, tragically struck by a lightning and such a horrendous moment, which has kind of rocked 
the football community across the country and now reaching across the world. You would have noticed um, Liverpool this morning wearing T-shirts over the top of the jersey at the start of the game, paying tribute to Jordan, um, you know, with number seven on the backs. Um, I'm sure Chris, you would have recognised that as well. And it's, um, you know, obviously we're over here in Australia and people have been, you know, on social media paying tribute to, to him and something which should never, never, never have happened to anybody. And it's um, obviously very close to home this one um and in you know very close in my community as well so i just wanted to pay tribute to jordan and you know obviously thoughts and thoughts and you know condolences go to um to danielle and, and danny and his family and matt um and it's yeah it's a, a big loss and it's definitely shook shook the uh shook the football community and you know close community of ours yeah absolutely heartbreaking there as jack said condolences go out to all his friends and family and everybody affected within the area and worldwide. It's been really um, nice to see football fans and humans from around the globe unite to uh, pay respects to this young lad's life that was tragically taken. So that was um, very, very good of the world to pay their respects and condolences to him. Yeah, top top man, Elliot. Yeah, thanks for that. And uh, thanks to all the listeners just for taking a moment uh, just to pay tribute there. And, you know, anything you can do with sharing uh, sharing um, the awareness for his, he's got a GoFundMe page that you can find. If you go on GoFundMe and tab in Jordan Banks, you'll find on there anything anyone can contribute on there would be obviously greatly appreciated. Uh, and Liverpool and James Milner have got behind it and they've really supported, supported his cause and helping the family out. Um, but thanks to everyone for the community there and we'll jump back into the podcast. Yeah, and we'll move on to our final section of the podcast now. We'll move on to the draft section, which is um, it's got to be the most boring part of FPL these days, lads. It's absolutely terrible because I have lost once again. So I shoot down that mini league. But what someone that didn't lose was Jack Gillibrand, who beat Rolando Ahrens this week from 67 points to 41, despite leaving Danny Ings on his bench. So, Jack, what were you thinking there? Listen, I wasn't even confident Danny Ings is even going to play again this season, let alone come on and score. What did he, he bagged two, didn't he? Um, mm. So, yeah, it was a bit of a shock that he was even going to play. But then, to be fair, I had, I think, Cresswell, Grealish, uh, Chilwell didn't play the first game. Um, and then also, it just scrolled down again, sorry, Il, um, onto my bench. And Rodriguez didn't play either. So I thought, oh, he might get a run out anyway, Ings. Um, you know, even if he, the other guys didn't play, but then all of a sudden, you know, Grealish came on and made an appearance. Um, Chilwell played as well. Rodriguez didn't, but Target, I think Target came on off my bench. So, yeah, listen, I, did, I didn't need it in the end. Got a resting for the next game. Um, and you know, we'll take it from there because I'm going into, going into war this week with uh, Matty Day, I think, on the fixtures. <laughs> A little bit of a, a little bit of squad rotation there is definitely <laughs> needed towards towards the end of the season. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, I lost to uh, to Dave, who's you know he's been brilliant Smash this it. season in FPL. He's absolutely smashed me once again with eighty seven points from Statman. He had Fernandez and Greenwood, so I was never really going to oh. win that battle. Was I? It was like bringing a uh, a knife to a gunfight against Dave there. <laughs> but um, another person who's absolutely smashed. Uh, someone else this week in FPL is James Gasden, who's beating Ollie 90 points to 35. And he's he's overtaken me in, in some fashion as well. He had Edward Mendy with 11 points, Bobby Firmino with 17, Che Adams with 13, Mane with 12. So, you know, he's got four over uh, double digit halls there just in his starting 11. And then, you know, he got his selection spot on as well because there's not really much doing on the bench for him as well. So hats off to James there. We sort of... um. 
myself included sort of wrote him off a couple of weeks ago in the season I thought you know top top four or five was sort of decided and the basement boys were just gonna have their own little party down bottom but um I'm now one of the said basement boys lads so um gonna have to see if, if I can try and shoot myself back up there for the last three game weeks which is going to be a an interesting one and then Matt your routine weekly uh weekly win in draft you know it seems like you never really lose at the minute mate you beat Peely 71 to 56 and how relieved were you to see that you've beaten him this week yeah it's a relief you know this it's tough with the likes of Peely and Rolando because you know they don't uh put too much time into their teams and they've still got players that you know are starting to hit form now um so yeah very relieved and we had a reasonable score, so um, yeah, I'm happy to win that one and uh, you know go into the uh, the El Clasico this weekend. <laughs> Definitely, and as as you're speaking of it now, we will move on to the fixtures for next week, and there's absolutely no debate whatsoever for what the game of the week is going to be. It's going to be Jack Gillibrand versus Matt Day, the the classic guru versus the draft guru. It's going to be you know when people say title deciders, lads, this is as title decider as it gets in my opinion, and um. I'm sure there'll be a couple of nerves, maybe a couple of last-minute transactions from you both this week, but um, we'll just have to see how this one pans out. Jack, are you sort of a little bit confident going into it? Are you ready for battle? Oh, I just wish I was playing. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be playing in this team. Imagine if you could put me in there, put Matt in the team. Oh, God, I'd be smash, smashing him just for this win now. It's, get, it's game on, isn't it? It's game on. I know he's got a dodgy left knee as well, so I'll be after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's it's going to be tricky. Like, I've, I look over Jack's team and he's got the attack on me. You know, he's got Ings, he's got Kane, he's got Antonio. And, you know, I'm pretty scared. But, look, Reedy, I, I'm hoping Liverpool can pull something out. Mo Salah. You know, come out and get me the points. Um, you know, that's what I'm really counting on. I've got a few Man City assets in there as well. But, you know, Pep could do me with a rotation. So it's going to be a tricky one. But, look, I will say, and look, this isn't the, uh, the Spurs mentality coming in, but I will say <laughs> it's Jack's title to lose. Uh, because, you know, he was top for what? He was top for about six months. I think I've only been top for a few weeks. So if I come out and win this, I think it will be a... You know, be a bit of a Leicester City miracle. So, um, oh, here, you know, here we go. Here let's we go, go boys. It's, it's, play, it's playing the mind games already. I, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to show you. I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll share my screen just so you can see um, the team for this week. Um, I don't know if you can see that now, lads. Um, so I've made my transfers. Like Godfrey did great for me. I've managed to get hold of a couple of City assets, but God knows if they're going to play or not. Um, just because I'm struggling big time. I've got Pogba, Ziyech and Chilwell and Jamichael on the bench with no game this week. Um, so that's my only big issue. But I've got the uh, front three with Ings, Antonio and Kane with um, looking good, I hope. And Grealish will be back. Um, I'm going to keep that Everton back line as well. So it's, um, yeah, it might be all right in here. Possibly. I don't know. If, as long as all 11 play, <laughs> perform. If you, if you aren't watching the video cast, you won't have seen Matt Day eagerly leaning in towards the screen there just to analyse every single inch of Jack's team. I can't see his team. He's take, on a taking small, notes on down a on his screen. notepad. And I'm trying to see well, who that second Man City player in midfield is, but I can only Torres. imagine it's Torres, right? Yeah, it's Torres, um, mate. So I've got a feeling he might play against Newcastle. Yeah, I do as I well. I hope not. I hope not. I've, well, well, yeah, I'll tell you my ones when, when we obviously get to my team. But look, I'm not going to lie, it's a good side. You've got, you know, the two Everton boys in defence, which, you know, I think you you could probably get clean sheets out of. Um, yeah. I can see a goal from each one of your strikers. And to be honest, on paper, like you should be beating me. But um, yeah, look, we'll see. The game's obviously not played on paper. So that's it. 
Definitely not, mate. And Jack, would you just like to bring up Matt's team there so we could just uh, sort of preview what he's doing for this week? I've put it back on yours. Sorry, mate. Oh, yeah, as well. (laughs) There you go. All good. Of course. There we go. And uh, Matt, have you have you made any changes this week? Any transactions early on? Because you know, there's a couple of players there that aren't going to be playing. Are are all them not playing? What's that? No, it's it's a glitch. It's a glitch. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, Jack? Look, the one thing I'll say about draft is it, it can come down to timing. And I, I saw this fixture about three game weeks ago and I looked at it and I thought, damn, I'm going to have about four or five, maybe six players out because of the FA Cup final. So I'm going to have to do something, obviously playing against, you know, Jack, you know, being the draft guru. So I've, um, you know, I've, I've got Benteke in there, managed to snap him up um, for Werner. So Werner's gone. Um, so I've got one up front with uh, with Benteke. Uh, I've managed to put John, John Stones back in. He's back from his ban, so he's fresh. I'm hoping he plays. You know, maybe bags a goal from a set play. Uh, I've got Laporte, uh, Laporte in defence with him. You know, one or the other might play. So I've got Regulon on my bench coming off in case one of them doesn't play. I've got Reedy's man Sigurdsson in midfield. Uh, I've got Zaha. I've got Eze. I've got Salah. Um, Bernardo Silva, who I think will get a start as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a bad side. I think they are really really lacking though in that in that strike force. Pretty heavy in midfield. I did look at uh, getting in an Everton defender, but there was only uh, I think a couple in there that were either had injury flags or don't play. And I thought now I've managed to put Phillips in as well actually from uh, from Liverpool. I got him this morning. So um, yeah, pretty uh, pretty happy with the side. It's just can it beat Jack's attack? I think you know can it beat Jack's attack and his two defenders? So. It's gonna take a. I think it's gonna take a real draft masterclass from you on this one, Matt. Because there's, yeah. a, there's a no. There's a lot of players that obviously are, are not featuring. So it really is, like you say, digging out what what you can of what's what's left there, really. Um, and I think exactly. I think one of the one of the main ones could be the city. That that city game could play a key part, and it depending on who you've you've got in Bernardo Silva, obviously, um, mm. you know, and stuff. So that they're the, they're the sort of transfers that are gonna potentially get you. The points that Jack can't get, you just got to hope that his strikers uh, have a have a bl- have a blank, really blank game week, maybe, and not not hit. And then, you know, I think it'll be closer than what maybe it appears on paper. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you what your what you were going to make of that game, Chris, but um, I think your your points are pretty clear there. We'll just ask everybody quickly. We're starting with you, Jack, and we'll descend downwards. How we think that this game's going to go with a one word answer of Jack or Matt? What are you saying, Jack? Matt Day. He's in. Oh. Pressure's okay. on you, mate. Right, the that's Marino, that, yeah. mind games. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jack uh, this week. Reading. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I don't know. Uh, I'd say. <laughs> I really, I honestly don't know. I really think it's going to be close, but I'm just going to say Matt's going to nick it. Oh. And uh, Guru, what do you make of that oh, then? All, all pressure on thinking, you now. <laughs> have we had a draw this season? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Because that, 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 that would keep me in draws, it. I think. Yeah. Thing is, even if I win this, the pressure will be on the week after because I've got yeah. a couple of tough fixtures. But you know, based on this week, I go Jack because he's got my man Harry Kane in there. So you know, I can't look past Jack with that strike force. So yeah, Jack, Jack for the win. He should win it easy. I think twenty points clear. Twenty points <laughs> ahead of me. Yeah, this week. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. Christmas miracle, it's otherwise, cool. if I win this. 
<laughs> it's all even for the verdict, and we'll just quickly run off the other remaining fixtures. It's the father-son derby where Papa Peely plays Ollie. James takes on Dave, which is going to be a massive game for both uh, sides there. And then I play Rolando. And then the league is sort of shaping up a little bit nicely. Jack and Matt are sort of pulling off as the only two that are really going to be in for the title race this season. But we're not going to discount Ollie and Dave off as they sit in third and fourth, then James in fifth, myself in sixth, and then Peely and Rolando, the bottom two boys of the league that have been all season, and it looks like they're going to remain there. But that wraps up the uh, the draft section of the podcast. And we'll move on now. We'll just let Jack, he's got a little special announcement for us and all of you sitting at home listening to this. So uh, Jack, take it away, mate. Oh, cheers, Elliot. So obviously the uh, the last maybe, what, I think eight, eight to ten rounds and eight to ten uh, match weeks, we've been uh, announced at the start. We're excited for this summer's competition for the Euros. Um, so we've been busy in the busy in the background, trying to prepare that, waiting for UEFA to launch it so that we can bring you the Euro stream. And obviously we're delighted to announce that we are going live with our Euro fantasy football competition uh, with our mini leagues. Um, so we've got, uh, me and the guru have got together, chatted about what we could do with everyone this uh, this summer and bring you the Euro fantasy comp. Uh, so we've got a couple of mini leagues on the go. So if you're looking to enter the competition for the Euros, we'd love to have you in ours. Um, obviously all our followers, we're predicting everyone will uh, want to get involved in this and, and jump aboard. Uh, we're actually introducing our first paid mini league as well, Elliot. So we've got paid mini league and also a free one. So anyone looking to enter in the in the paid one, it's twenty five Aussie dollars. So I think Reedy, when I spoke to you about it, mate, it's about thirteen great British pound sterlings in there. So hopefully you'll yeah. be entering into that. And we've got a cash prize of two hundred and fifty dollars Aussie dollars in there as well. So probably about one hundred and thirty pounds that would be. I know we've got a few international. Um, uh, followers as well in Indonesia and you know Thailand, so I'm not too sure what that translates to in there. But if you want to enter the competition, so the payment league is online on, on the website now. So e-sportslive.com.au slash FPL addicts um slash uh, Euro 2020. And we've got our competition. Just put it on the on the banner on the on the video cast now. Uh, there's a link at the bottom. So if you just type that in, you can then enter the payment, uh, the paid league, paid mini league, and also the free mini league. So everyone should be jumping on that free mini league anyway. But if you fancy winning a couple of cash prizes each round, so there are actually going to be seven match days during the Euros. So we'll be doing seven pods, seven vods uh, with uh, eSports Live and the FPL team, as well as our hosts and there's a couple of special guests. Um, so we'll be bringing you that and as everything's going to be on our private Discord channel as well. So if you want to enter that competition, jump online, get into the competition. Every match every match day round is going to be a $30 uh, cash prize. So you can literally win your money back in a little bit more if you get the biggest haul in there. So the Guru, what, what do you think? Are you, are you excited for this? Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. I do like a uh, you know an international spin-off tournament. I've done a few in my time, so... Um... Yeah, looking forward to it. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It's um, you know they're quick. The the match weeks are very quick, sort of back to back, real quick sort of flow. Um, yeah, yeah, really enjoyable stuff. Um, yeah, can't wait. I was going to say, question for everyone: what's the what's the first team uh, player on your team sheet going to be? I know who mine is. It's going to be Harry Kane. It's your man, Harry Kane, for me as well, mate. It's got to be. Reedy. 
not reading Ooh. on the first call team sheet. But... <laughs> <laughs> still, him up top. Still, in, still, still injured, mate. I've been no good. What a, what a player. Yeah, it, it'd have to be Mbappe, I think. Yeah, nice. I think I'm, I'll be Harry Kane as well. Got to get Harry Kane on there. I think, obviously, England, we're, we're expecting to go all the way as far, you know, all the way to the final and take it out with the squad we've got. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, so, Harry Kane's got to be on there and all the way. So, I think, you know, great question, Guru. I'm sure everyone's, uh, you know, Mbappe, Harry Kane. But we're looking forward to getting a lot of insight from the Guru. He's been doing his international uh, scout, scouting. He's going to be bringing you heaps of knowledge as well as the rest of our nonsense that we bring on the pod. But we're we're very excited about the the Orals and doing this spin-off and especially with our first paid mini league competition as well. Reedy, are you in? I'm in. I'm in. Definitely. Of course. You know, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do um, when the season's over? You've got to get involved. <laughs> exactly. That is it. And Elliot, what are you thinking, mate? Are you, you and all the you and all the boys going to be jumping in as well? Oh, absolutely, mate. You know, it's the, the void of the couple of months where there's no football. It's exactly what you need with the Euros in England. Taking it the whole way, hopefully it's going to be a brilliant, brilliant, mate. And hopefully a lot of fun for everybody involved. Yeah, perfect. So, um, yeah, just once again, guys, you can jump on the website now. We're posting this on our social media page as well with a direct link. So it's e-sportslive.com.au forward slash FPL addicts slash Euro 2020. So jump on there and enter the competition ASAP and start your scouting on the on the go. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Jack. That sort of wraps up another week of the FPL podcast. We sort of switched into a little bit of the Euros at the end there, but we really want to emphasise that we really love it if you'd get involved uh, with the Euros Fantasy League and everything like that. It just, you know, it fills the void for two months of no no uh, domestic football into the European football. So it should be absolutely brilliant. And uh, I know as England fans, we can't wait. We're roaring. We're ready to go. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. But we'll switch back to FPL just quickly. And Reedy, you know, the guest back on today. Are you confident this week that you're going to have a, a, a decent week? Um. <laughs> no, no, I, I know I was a bit hesitant there, but when I said uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what I mean is, is I've got I've got a full eleven, you know, I've not I've not got anything whereas like uh, I've got a couple on my bench where you know they're not playing because of because of the final cup final and whatnot. Um, but yeah, my team's looking pretty pretty good, so I'm, I'm looking at hitting the average at least. Um, and you know, if I can if I can do even better than that, I mean, great. I brought Danny Ings in uh, last minute. So I've got free transfer there. I was going to roll over. I was going to do the Elliot Classic roll over from next week and ship a couple out. But I thought, you know, Danny Ings is back. They've got Fulham. It's looking a bit tasty, that one. So uh, I brought him in. Yeah, definitely. Should be an awesome week for everyone involved. Best of luck to everyone out there. May all your FPL dreams come true. Thank you all for joining us once again. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. <laughs>